Uh, so, Dan, while I'm looking up where exactly in China this is, we were supposed to record on Wednesday, but evidently you were in the forest with children or something. Would you mind expanding on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you gave me this opportunity because that was horrifically vague, potentially disastrous <laughs> description of what I was doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I'm a teacher, and uh, we uh, we took some kids on a camping trip uh, for a few days, and it was it was great. It was good. Bunch of city slickers didn't even know what to do. Right. In a camping <laughs> setting, had to teach like twelve of them how to make s'mores. Oh, how yeah. exciting! Okay. Yeah, it was a grand old time. Okay, so I've. I've... <laughs> I've finished my my duties on Google Maps here, so let's get right into it. The topic of today's show is what I thought was called Mount Taishan, but that is like saying pin number, evidently, because Shan means mountain, and it is Mount Tai <laughs> or Taishan. And this is a very special mountain in the province of Shandong, which is on the eastern coast of china it looks to be about 200 miles south of beijing yeah it's like smack in the middle of beijing and shanghai right yeah pretty much and it kind of looks like it juts out right into the east china sea and almost it gets pretty darn close to north korea is what i'll say <laughs> and so this mountain is like most mountains quite an old mountain i would guess hundreds of millions, if not billions of years old. Not really important. What is important is that it has been a place of worship in China for over 3,000 years. And the area around it has been inhabited by people in China since the Neolithic era, which is the final chunk of the Stone Age. Ridiculous. And, and certainly long before what we know as like the dynastic period of China. The foremost, the most important, and I, I noticed that they often said because it is the easternmost, and I don't know if that is just because that is where more people lived, but because this mountain was the easternmost of what, it, what this group called the five sacred mountains of China, it is the most important. Do you, can you make any sense of that, or are you as uh, you know, lost I, as I am on that? Yeah, I'm trying to see like the location of these five mountains. And, and from what I'm seeing, I think this mountain is the furthest east. So like the furthest towards the coast. Yeah. So that's why I'm guessing it's like the foremost. Okay. Or right. at least it, you know, eventually I mean, took you, out that on. Ian, is that just because what do you think, like more people lived over there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to bet. Like I guess you'd probably guess right. given how big like Beijing and Shanghai are, but I guess that that is also those are pretty recent. Uh yeah, but even then like if if you're looking at uh if you're studying like the dynastic history in China, a lot of like the uh clashes that led from like one dynasty to the other happened in like that northeastern part of China. Uh just for some reason, just between those two major cities. Not that they were major before, but it was just like that was a hot bed of like, we're going to take over now. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
Uh, well, so the people of China, the ancient Chinese, is that is it ancient China? Is that fair? Am I using that right? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, well, yeah, I guess like when we're talking like 1600 BC, yeah, I guess that's pretty fair. Uh, they believed that this mountain was the head of the god Pangu who created the heavens and the earth. And that kind of focus on the heavens and the earth really stuck around for a very long time in a ritual that we'll get into later. But needless to say, regardless, needless, regardless to... Uh, <laughs> lest we yeah, uh, <laughs> regard henceforth and hereafter the <laughs> at the base of the mountain there is uh, a town called Taiyan and in that town is a 96,000 square meter replica of the uh, ancient imperial palace of China oh my god like the forbidden city which I'm sure a lot of people have seen and there is one other one in the Confucius Temple, 80 kilometers south of Mount Taishan, which we'll also get back into a little bit. But from this temple at the base, there is a set of 7,200 steps <laughs> leading up the east peak of Mount Tai. And along it, 11 gates, 14 archways, 14 kiosks, and four pavilions. I've heard there's actually some lovely stops along the way where you can get some tea yeah and those yeah. pavilions are just in case you want to like host your birthday party there but yeah. weed out some weaklings <laughs> or something so there is there is a cable car that goes to the top that's <sighs> Darn it. yeah and, i mean and why would you because the kind of mythos around this mountain is it's very important in the life-giving aspects and there is uh, an, an old myth that climbing the stairs would allow you to live to 100 years old. does take about three to four hours to make a climb, oh so that's a real strain on the leg muscles. I wonder if that's like Google Maps estimate three to four hours, as in you're taking <laughs> a step every single second, you know, or like does that account for breaks? Breaks are for the week. These are, as far as... Uh, the best of us know are the oldest surviving stairs in the world. Oh like, yeah. I didn't actually, it didn't actually say how long. And of course there's been, you know, like patchwork and, and repairs and stuff. Oh, but they've, sure. they've been around for, a, I, I would probably assume most of the time that that yeah. the, the temples have been there. A couple layers of paint. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The summit of the mountain, is also just chock full of religious buildings. Really, all of the religious buildings. It's more of just like a palace at the foot. There are 22 separate temples at the top of the mountain paying homage, homage, homage to, I gotta figure out how to talk, <laughs> the uh, to several different <laughs> deities and gods and there are 1800 stone tablets and inscriptions oh my god all over there this just seems crazy to me because this place is just kind of out in the middle of nowhere this seems like something i would have heard of before just with this yeah. oldest staircase in the world 7200 steps it's like the uh you know 
did you play Skyrim? Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the, um, what is that place called? High Hrothgar. Yeah. Shout Mountain. Shout Mountain. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> no, I just made that up. Oh, are you kidding me? That's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, this, okay. <clears throat> what do you think I'm scared about? how quickly I'm ripping through this stuff. What so, do I think? What? Uh, there's maybe some sort of discussion that we should have. Cause I feel like I'm ripping through this information very quickly. Okay. Um, so let me see, let me look at what we got here. Say so we're important rituals took place. Shan sacrifices. Which, by the way, out of a letdown, the Feng Shan sacrifices. I was really hoping they actually sacrificed stuff, but. Oh, yeah, dude. Just like soil? Come on. Yeah. Pretty dumpy. Um. Okay, what kind of shocks me, Dan, is with how long all of this stuff has been around, it has been kind of universally regarded as an important place and has been basically untouched and undamaged over 3,000 years, which you don't see a lot. Right. Which also, further down that line of thinking, and maybe this is just my own ignorance, but Shouts out to the Chinese who have been just extremely dominant for thousands of years. I mean, I know they had some some rough patches in there, but they were really killing shit for a couple thousand years. Right. Oh, yeah. Wait, like, <laughs> it's hard. It's every once in a while, it's like a perspective check uh, on the United States in particular. It's like we've only been around for like two minutes oh yeah <laughs> in the grand scheme of massive massive civilizations china of course among the top like I, it's it's ridiculous i had a i had a friend in high school who his house was built in 1898 and it was like to me the oldest building in the world it was <laughs> a, an absolute hunk of shit but then you've got people in europe living in like 270 year old homes. Oh yeah, dude. And it's nothing like, well, like it's you, for us at least like start in the Midwest. Yeah. 1890. You're like, dang, that was the first thing around. Uh, right. And then you go to the East coast and like sort of what you just said, I just read uh, this article about a house from like 1740s that sold, you know, it's, it's like a thousand square feet, but just because it's, one of the oldest houses in the country. It went for like one and a half million dollars. Right. And then probably like, got, in, sorry, I just probably got like eight foot, like eight foot ceilings. Oh yeah. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. even have a bathroom. It has <laughs> yeah. an outhouse. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to Europe where like, well, like, like Oxford, you know, that's one of the oh oldest universities on the planet is who started in the 1200s. Like what? I, 
think earlier, I think I saw that like, I think I, I am not, I will not fact check this, but I think it was like <laughs> 1096. So like, oh yeah, yeah. In, tw- in 2096, they will celebrate 1000 years of being open oh, as a man. university, which is ridiculous. Hey, fun fact, totally unrelated to our topic today. Uh, so Timbuktu, you know of it? Um, only from like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like a but, faraway place, classic yeah. faraway place. Right. So for about 600 years from like the year, uh, I want to say like 800 to 1400 something, Timbuktu was home to one of the largest universities on the planet, home to about 25,000 students. Wow. Yeah. Where? Oh. Where is um, it? Is it in like, is it in like Australia or? No. (laughs) Sorry. It's in West Africa. Yeah. (laughs) It's like where Mali is. I'm I'm not kidding. Bugs Bunny only. That's like, that's all I'm (laughs) doing. Um, oh, you said like Molly? Yeah, like Molly. So okay. maybe this place, you know, Mount Tai, is uh, like the Timbuktu of China. You know, here's another little, little fun one. Speaking of Molly, the I don't know when this happened, but there was a king of Molly, Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa, supposed to have been the richest person to have ever lived, but like, oh, yeah. of course, there's no official. <laughs> uh, we can't like put a dollar value on it, but I've heard that he visited Egypt and spent so much money in Egypt <laughs> that he hyperinflated their economy for like a decade. Yes, I've also heard that. There. Yeah, Which and that you know is, he did that power. on his yeah he did that on his Hajj. He was going to Mecca. He wasn't oh, even going boy. to Egypt. He was just passing through. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was like I guess that was recent enough then that. Islam was around. Yes. Okay. Nita, which when did we when did we realize Muhammad was born? I oh, you know what? We, we are Darn getting it. we're getting way out of here. Yeah. I just bring taught us back this to my high schoolers the other day. That's bad. Yeah, let's leave this topic. So uh, that's a weird thing for a gym teacher to do. <laughs> um, the okay. The mountain. Our mountain important ritual site for many of the dynasties there were some breaks in there but 72 emperors are recorded as having visited the mountain climbing to the top to perform the feng shan sacrifices which kind of legitimized their reign as an emperor that's a crazy stat too because even if each of those emperors only ruled for 10 years apiece that's 720 years absolutely and you got to figure some of those probably reigned for a lot longer than that oh yeah um the feng shan sacrifices are very disappointingly named because absolutely nothing is sacrificed besides the time of these emperors to oh, man. climb to the top make mounds out of soil at the base and the peak to pay respects to the god of earth and the god of heaven respectively and the especially the heaven part was supposed to be like shouting your legitimacy as an emperor to the gods and um, hey if it works it works well yeah that's pretty disappointing but that description made it sound kind of cool yeah we'll just stick to the name and they actually um 
perform kind of like a a play version, like a theatrical version of this ceremony. And I was looking at a like Tourism China website, and I think they do it 200 times a year. So, and it looked it, it looked quite theatrical. There was a lot of lights, a lot of dresses, dancing, choreographed, of course. The how many times a year? 200, 200 over half half the days of the year. I imagine. So realistically, that's somebody's career. Yeah, definitely. For sure. One of the cool parts about this that I wish was an actual bridge, but um, Dan, when you tipped me off to this, I think you saw it, that bridge oh, yeah. fallen rocks called the Immortal Bridge. Oh, yeah. Just let that sink in. Let the, let the listeners try to imagine what this looks like. Is it looked like three or four very large rocks and some smaller rocks that all tumbled at the same time and just kind of <laughs> hooked together to make a bridge between a two, two peaks, kind of two like cliffs. And they don't, for safety reasons, they don't really let people walk over it because it's, it's right over like a big ravine. But it has been there for millions of years, I read. Yeah, which makes no sense. But I imagine that that certainly didn't hurt, and I would guess maybe helped in the kind of, uh, uh, what would you call it, like deifying of the mountain. Right. Oh, God, can you imagine if somebody was there when it happened? Oh, that would be a religious experience, no doubt. Dude. That's That's like the first guy who saw lightning. You know. Right, that guy probably became the first Chinese emperor. He he just ran down the hill, the mountain. That was Mr. China himself, <laughs> the namesake <laughs> of the country. <laughs> Besides the important religious and, I guess, in some ways, political significance of the mountain, it also was a source of inspiration for poets, writers, artists, and philosophers. Now, of Dan, course. Who would you say is the foremost Chinese philosopher? Yep. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I'll answer that question for you. Confucius. You may have heard of him. (laughs) No, dude. Wait. Tell me about this guy. Um, So. I'm just a gym teacher. (laughs) Yeah, just a lowly gym teacher. I... Um, hmm. usually you're the one that gets kind of stumped. I can't tell you a thing about Confucius besides Confucianism, I think had something to do with like personal and political morals. And that's all I know. Yeah, I mean, that's you got a anything big part else you want to say about him? You got, yeah, you got some knowledge? Uh, from what I understand, there's like five key sort of relationships that uh sort of guy confucianism is a very is a very like worldly religion like it 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 focuses on like relationships your relationships so like father to son husband to wife brother to brother that sounds kind of familiar like master to servant or something like that Okay, sixth yeah. grade is coming back to me a little bit. Yeah, there you go. There, there it is, man. Right after medieval bit. Europe. So this uh, does not 
bringing up Confucius does not directly relate to the mountain, but I found this place very interesting, stumbled upon it during my research. Confucius, our good buddy, was born 80 kilometers south of the mountain in China. Like three miles, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he, He himself climbed the mountain several times and is quoted as saying, while standing on the viewing platform at the top, the world is small, which is a bland yet poignant statement about the scale of the world. Inside... Yeah, wait, what? That's so... You think this, this supposedly smart guy could come up with something a little better to say, but... Uh, <laughs> no. We'll like, you gotta know him. somebody's gonna write down what you're saying. Well, maybe we'll just credit to him being dumbfounded and uh, spare him his dignity. Yeah, that works. Inside this viewing is... platform looks incredible, by the way. Oh, really? Just found some images Ooh. of that. Okay, I'll have. I'm oh sure my god! I mean, looking out off of any mountain is right. Awesome. I found the inspiration for Pride Rock. Did you? That's the Lion King, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm. Just Disney. <laughs> um, inside the quaint hometown of Confucius is the cemetery of Confucius which, as you guessed it, is the Cemetery of Confucius, but many others. It is also a UNESCO World Heritage Site, believe it or not. And this is a two-square-kilometer family cemetery. Is oh, word. man. Um, and I have, I'll say, I have a hard time with Korea because I had to do some... It took me about five minutes to figure out that it was two square kilometers because it listed it as 183 hectares. Awful. 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 And so so when I Googled it to get the little conversion thing to come up, um, when I put it into square, both square feet and square meters, it gave me a number in, in like exponential notation. So it's like, well, well, yeah, I can't. You know, 1.86 times 10 to the sixth square feet. But then it was for square kilometers and square miles, it was under, or for square miles, it was under one. And it's like, how yep. is there this big of a disconnect with area? I can't, my brain is just like lizard brain cannot wrap my head around. Dude, you're not the only one. Every person in this country has the problem. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say America's... Shut up. Inside the cemetery (laughs) is the tomb of Confucius, the real tomb of Confucius, allegedly, but I would assume somebody that important, they would know where he's buried. Especially because he's not like... track of that body. I mean, I guess, like, is it Genghis Khan that, like, he didn't let anybody know where, or, like, he... There was some sort of, like, the beginning of the Dark Knight system where the... Subsequent people killed the person who knew where Genghis Khan was buried. Well, he had it in his will uh, to for his 67th wife to take Ice. his ashes and spread it wherever she wanted. So nobody really knew which oh, one not that buried. was. Okay. So, and they uh, they just yeah no I'm I'm lying. This is not true. Damn it, dude! You're a teacher. <laughs> I try. Okay. Um. That'd be a good way to end a class. Just yeah, I was, I was 
I was fucking lying about all that. <laughs> that whole None of that shit. I just told you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the end of the year. The last oh, yeah. 180 days have been absolutely I just wasted bullshit. nine months of your sucker's lives. <laughs> this is crazy, and I hope this number is right. There are over 100,000 of Confucius's descendants also buried <laughs> in this graveyard. The oldest graves date back to the Zhu dynasty, which ended in 771 BC. Gravestones themselves did not come into use in China until the Han dynasty, which I think ended around 200 BC. Anyways, there are over 4,000 tombstones in the cemetery, which I will say doesn't really line up with the 100,000, but, (laughs) you know, mass graves, who knows? 50 of which are actually from the era coming after the People's Republic of China. So it is still used to this day. They still track his descendants? Yes, they're called the Kong clan, believe it or not. Like, oh. exactly spelled exactly like King Kong. Oh, okay. The male, I think the eldest living male direct descendant of Confucius is given the title Duke Yan Sheng, and they are granted certain, like, societal privileges, but they would actually, they used to have actual, like, serious political privileges and would usually get given the like daughter one of the daughters of an emperor as a as a wife oh man um the cemetery ran into a little bit of problems in the (laughs) revolution during oh my god the communist takeover the red guard a group of communist college students kind of directed by Chairman Mao himself ransacked the cemetery and actually dug up one of the Dukan Shangs. I think it was from the 76th generation after Confucius. They, they mark him by generations after his death. And they hung his naked body, naked, dead, wrinkly old body from a tree, which Yikes. seems a little disrespectful, but <laughs> only a little. Um, What's cool, though, is the cemetery, they, there are over 10,000 planted trees and thousands of like stone arches, statues, and tablets. So it seems almost like a, a park, but it's just a big old bunch of dead bodies. I do not agree. I, I, I get very uneasy about the concept of, of burial, and oh, yeah. it's not for me. I, you will not catch me six feet under. I'm going to go the way of Genghis. <laughs> They're going to dodge that one? Oh, yeah, the, whatever. the fake ashes, yeah. It's going to be real ashes, but it will be like my probably seventh or eighth wife that's going to do it. <laughs> I'm a serial monogamist, and, uh, but I'm also a cheater, so I'm going to be married a lot, I'm thinking. Is there anything, uh, anything you want to throw in or any comments you want to make about the Holy Mountain? Um, well, uh, let's not end on cemeteries. Gotta, okay, you're right. I, let's address that I have a serious problem in structuring these episodes that I always end on something upsetting. It's a fixation. Just like lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mind of the macabre. <laughs> 
let's okay so um china China, (laughs) what are your thoughts on china what are my thoughts (laughs) on china on the whole oh man just give me a quick feeling give me a one to ten rating of china one being cambodia 10 being the united states oh what's okay i think i think you could have picked a worse country than cambodia probably yeah you're probably right north korea exists let's not forget that okay once again you skipped over north korea (laughs) um how about the congo the congo Congo's better now you're really thinking because okay yeah like darfur stuff like that in sudan that's a pretty bad place to live rwandan genocide yeah okay we'll just say one is bad 10 is good where do you put i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a mean five and a half okay if this would that number be different if this business with the Hong Kong protest was not fresh in your memory? Um, maybe it'd be, maybe it'd be no. six. Okay. <laughs> no, no. So what you're saying is you don't care about the Hong Kong protesters. Oh, you mean like you expected me to say, oh no, it should be lower. Well, I would think it would be higher, but then lowered by this recent. Oh, insurrection. I mean, to be honest, spent eight weeks in Taiwan. Oh, and, I forgot. Uh, yeah, I forgot that, you actually that yeah. severely lowered my respect for the People's Republic of China. Right. I do have a quote, though, that I find particularly interesting. Okay. On the topic of communists. Okay. Uh, two quotes, actually. Okay. <laughs> okay, so one is by our fearless leader, Mao Zedong. And, uh, he said, to die for the people is weightier than Mount Tai, but to work for the fascists and die for the exploiters and oppressors is lighter than a feather. Interesting. Yes. And then I think this maybe is how we leave <laughs> our audience. Uh, another quote that mentions Mount Tai from Rage Against the Machine in their song, Year of the Boomerang, they said, so I'm going out heavy, sort of like Mount Tai. Excellent. And that's our exit song. Okay, I did actually also see um, Neil Pert, the drummer of the band Rush, visited Mount Taishan, and they, they have a song titled Taishan. Oh, man. Um, which... I didn't know that before tonight, and um, that's good news because I was struggling to think of an outro song that I could play that wouldn't come off as racially insensitive. <laughs> and so I was thinking about just including audio from the movie The China Syndrome, which has nothing to do with yeah, China. But I'm is... going to have to find out what that is with our listeners. I'll let you be surprised. <laughs> nice. This is Jack Goodell. We have a serious condition. You get everybody into safety areas and make sure that they stay there. We 
stay right here. This is a safety area. 